This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Raptors will inbound and hold the ball. Toronto wins it. It's a final for the fifth time in franchise history and the fourth time in the last six seasons. The Raptors sweep the season series from Dallas. It's a final at American Airlines Center. Toronto 123, Dallas 120. And nothing came easy. Raptors come away with the victory tonight, ending a two-game losing skid. But really, the star performance, the performance of all performances, came from a teenager tonight in Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavericks. Triple-double, 35 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. Not enough as the Raptors come away with a W. This is your Tangerine Raptors basketball post-game show. Gareth Wheeler, Dwayne Watson, Josh Lunenberg with you. Plenty to like about the Raptors' win tonight. Plenty to still improve upon as well. But I'm coming away from tonight saying, yeah, nice win for the Raptors. But that Doncic kid, pretty, pretty, pretty good, Dwayne. Yeah, we can get him out of the way because we're definitely talking Raptors. But he, <laughs> yes. the, the poise that guy plays with, um, his, his court vision is uncanny. His ability to find his teammates when he penetrates, but also finish when he wants to. Uh, hit big shots, not scared of the moment. Um, he's the real deal. And we talked about it in the beginning of the pregame show. It's a good transition to kind of sending off to waving goodbye to Dirk, but having this guy to be the future. Right. I, I just feel like Raptors fans who are listening or watching tonight, that's what they'll come away saying. Man, I'm really happy that the Raptors executed down the stretch and held on, but Doncic is the big takeaway for a lot of listeners and viewers up here that don't see him on a regular basis. He was awesome. And, and it's interesting because, as you know, with the Western Conference teams, the Raptors only see them twice a yep. year, once at home, once on the road. In this case, against Dallas, the two games are really spaced up. They saw the Mavs in Toronto really early in the year. I think it was the seventh game of the season, sixth or seventh game of the season. The Raptors were still undefeated at that point. And Luka had a pretty good game. He had 20 points. He he, he was a good player then. Game game six of the season. But but it's almost like it's night and day. It's only been a few months. It's not like we're talking years. But this is a very different Luka Doncic today than he was at the beginning of the season. You're right. Like it's the instincts are natural. Everything that he does comes natural to him, yet at the same time, for all those teams, all those scouts that said, well, I don't know how much he's going to grow or improve, the ceiling isn't that high, you can see by the week almost how much he's growing as a player. And yeah, Dallas is a good one in in Luka. He's going to be really good for a really long time. First teenager in NBA history with a 30-point triple-double. First teenager in NBA history with multiple triple-doubles. And to steal what Josh Lundberg said in a pregame show, multiple teams Teams passed up on him, not in terms of their draft spot, but teams trading away and moving out of slots and not taking this player. And it's going to haunt them for a long, yes. long yeah. time. Like we're, we're talking about something that, like, in a decade, two decades from now, this is the type of player. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but this is the type no, of player accurate. that teams are going to look back. He, he's going to cost front office executives their jobs in a few years when. People look back and say, this is the guy that we could have had. And it was it was on a night where, look, the Mavericks needed every one of those yeah. points and the Raptors needed every one of the points that they put together. Really, the story of this ballgame, really good start, really good finish. That third quarter was a mess. Being outscored 3-15 to 15 in the third. What happened, Wayne? 
they were not they weren't hitting threes that's for sure i think they made their first three in that for the, like with three minutes left in the quarter uh and just like they, they didn't come out and we saw this in the houston game too where you expect them to kind of bounce back after halftime and kind of come with a push and they came they fell flat and were giving up a lot on the defensive end and that was wasn't enough and then of course a 30 15 quarter which is in a, in a game with this raptor team really needed it Josh, what did you see? Because Dallas stepped up their defense, but the Raptors couldn't make anything. No, I mean, it was a completely different team than the one that we saw, certainly in the first half, but even in the fourth quarter. And it's like, if you eliminate that third quarter, this was a a great win. But you can't, right? It's still there. (laughs) See, you look at the box score, and there it is, 30-15. to Um, It was one of the worst quarters that the Raptors have played this season. So... It wasn't quite the worry-free win that Raptors fans wanted to see bouncing back from the Houston loss on Friday. But even after coughing up that big second-half lead, I I think the late-game execution on both ends of the floor. I mean, Dallas Luka hit some big shots, but the Raptors defended them well. Mm -hmm. Offensively, they weren't stagnant. They were. I, I wouldn't say they were moving the ball a ton but they were they were making the right passes at the right time finding the right guys making the right play um and ultimately executing in situations where they came up short the other well, night well, so i think about I, balance though because i mean yeah. of course you know you can't play 48 minutes of solid basketball of course and they played three good quarters but that third quarter was so bad and we talk about this team in terms of where they need to be in the competition they're playing against they have to be a little more consistent they maybe don't have to shoot the ball as well consistently through three quarters but they can't have such a drop off in the third quarter because a better team like the bucks per se is to make them pay for can, it. can i tell you what the difference Please. was yes kyle lowry he had 0.0 assists in that third quarter play. He's had scored 11 points in the first quarter, had a bunch of assists as well. And in the fourth quarter, he had eight points and four assists. It was the meat of the sandwich, second, third quarter, where he wasn't a factor. Yeah. In the two quarters where he stepped up, he played really good defense in the fourth quarter as well. The first and fourth quarter, Kyle Lowry was one of the best players on the floor. And it's no surprise to me that the Raptors succeed in those quarters. When his play dips, when I was looking at the screen saying, is, is Lowry out there? The team struggles. They need him to play at that level on a consistent basis. Yeah, it's not quite a hot take or a stretch. He was great in the fourth. Great. It, yeah. It's not quite a hot take or a stretch to say that the Raptors are a better team when Kyle Lowry is at his best. They are at their best when Kyle Lowry is at his best. Right. And that fourth quarter, not only stepping up from an offensive perspective, had a couple threes. In fact, all five of his makes on the night came from beyond the arc. But the one play, it was it was a real close ball game at that time. Yep. Serge Ibaka switched Lowry onto Luka Doncic, and he tried to post him up, and Lowry wouldn't let him do it. Yeah. And, and it was just, these are the sorts of little things that Lowry does really well that you don't want to take away from, but he needs to be a scorer and a facilitator. That, well. that might have been the only blemish for Luka on the night, and yeah. he'll learn. He'll learn at 19 years old that that, that was a rookie mistake, but he'll learn that uh, not as easy as it looks to post up the six-foot Kyle Lowry. Right, so, so take that criticism of Kyle Lowry and also hear the praise in that as well. When he plays at the level where he should, this Raptors team steps up a notch. Yeah. It, it does. And that's why, that's why he is such a focus for this team. Yeah. It's not because it's hate. It's not because of over-the-top criticism. The bar is being set high for Lowry, and I think intelligent basketball fans understand how important he is. And he's put it there. I mean, he's shown the level he can play at, and that's the expectation of what he can do for his team. So, 
Not that we expect it every single night, but we do expect a high level of basketball for this team to win. You should expect it every night. He's a pre- if he's an all star in this league, that's what all stars do. They don't bring it from time to time; they bring it on a regular. Here is Nick Nurse in his post game comments. I mean, you do that occasionally. What prompted that change? Well, we couldn't stop him, right? I mean, it was just a, it was just an onslaught in the paint. Um, so we had to try something to slow him down and. And, and, and those things are, you know, the zone's funny, right? It, it, a lot of it really is kind of determined on your first couple possessions in it. Maybe even the first possession. You know, you switched, yeah, he switched the zone, and I think we got to stop. And, and then all of a sudden, we got one more, and, and then there was maybe a five. You know, then we strung up some, and that was like the only stretch of the second half that we were able to put any sort of consecutive stops together. Does it change your your own team's mentality? How much do you think it impacts their mentality going to a zone? Well, I don't know about the mentality, Jonesy. I just think that it just had us in better help positions. We weren't we weren't missing cutters, and we weren't you know we just we weren't late on that because we're just in a little bit better position, and it got them a little bit out of attack mode instead of it being. You know, two on two at the top with everybody spread. We had three defenders up there, so it didn't look as good to to throw the roll or don't go in there and shoot the the floater or whatever. It just kind of plugged up the middle with the, with the three two. So, you know, it just changes um, the spacing on the court, and that's what we needed to do. Better start tonight, and uh, your guys were making threes. Yeah, we came we came out of the game like we learned our lesson from the last game start. Um, but then we had a third quarter where we we looked a little bit like we did the other night um, at the start. But again, it's, it's learnt lessons to learn, and, uh, and I just I, you know from my standpoint, I just got to do a little bit better job, maybe a play calling to start the second half to make sure we're we're getting some movement and aggressive. We got a little jump shot happy, and um, we were happy about our jump shots in the first half. But it doesn't mean you come out and get jump shot happy to start the second. Third quarter, uh, it seemed like Kyle and Kawhi were playing off each other. Some of the best they've played uh, this yeah. whole year. I mean, is that what you saw? And what what was kind of working for them there? Well, I just think that um, uh, first of all, there was some there was kind of some heavy stunting going on back and forth, especially off Kyle. When Kyle hit Kawhi, they they they'd stun over to kind of close Kawhi's space down, and Kawhi found him right back a few times. Kyle did a really good job of setting the screen sometime and then slipping out, so that confused him and again got him some space as well. But the main thing is, you're right. They just they just the vision was there and the willingness to, to pass it was there, and I, and I credit that more to just some time together, right? It's been it's been a while since you know Kyle had a long stretch where he was out and Kawhi's been out, you know, for a stretch. And there's there's two games here that they played together back to back. You're going to get a few days now, Nick, before your next game. Uh, how do you see managing that in terms of rest, practice, all that stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have a day off obviously tomorrow. Um, and then we'll be, we'll we'll practice the next two days, and it'll it'll be good for us, right? There's there's been few and far between, but we're starting. We're we're going to get some of these back. I still think we've played more games than anybody in the NBA, so we're going to get a few of these practice days back that we haven't got all year. Um, you know, there's definitely just a lot of polishing up on things to do and a little bit more organization. But I I will say this: we really executed great down the stretch mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. We even we even executed some some really good special plays. You know, like the end the half, we ran out within three and a half seconds. We ran the full court play for a three, and and we did so we did some nice stuff and uh, execution wise. But there's always polishing up and things to do on that. Can you talk a little bit about Siakam and his growth and development as a player and 
Yeah, he's really been something. Right. Yeah, re really been something. I talked a little bit in the pregame press conference about, you know, he's really an unheard of, right? He was a um, late, late draft pick, played in the, played in the D League uh, for a while and, and was kind of in and out of even the rotation last year. So um, uh, he, he took advantage of an opportunity. You know, again, being, being completely honest, I would have, wouldn't have said that that was his starting four spot to have this year. We were going to try a lot of combinations to start the preseason. Um, it was Serge's spot, you know, last year, and, and we moved uh, him to the five and JV to the five exclusively pretty much, so it opened up a hole at the four for, you know, some guys to go after, and he, he took it, right? He took it, and... Uh, doesn't look like he's going to let go of it. So, and he you know, keeps expanding. Really liked um, his patience a couple times tonight. Maybe maybe a lot of dribbles to get to to the shot he wanted, but he but he he just kind of kept taking the hit and backing his way and using his size and length and his little craftiness around the basket. But again, he continues to improve, and I think he, I think he will. He's a he's a serious professional now. He really works at his game. Congratulations, Luca. Second time you've seen him this. Incredible, right? Um, one thing I didn't talk about pregame that impressed me, I, I, I'm, I can't believe his handles. Like he's up there and getting heat and he's just vroom, 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 you know, really hard dribbles back and forth and, and getting space even when our guys were kind of attacking him and, and he w would never get back on his heels. We couldn't get him out of rhythm because he was just low and strong and, and you know, crossing over and and then, then, then with the burst, he was into the into the pain. And what incredible touch! Some of those floaters he shot were almost free throw line or a step inside it, and he just made seem like he made every single one of them. And then when we did get enough help there, he'd hang in the air to the last second and throw that incredible two-handed pass out to the right corner. It was he's he's something else. The, uh, how nice was it, or welcome was it down the stretch? Most of the fourth quarter to get something from Kawhi as usual, Kyle as usual, and then Danny Green search and search for those hits. Yeah, I mean, it just felt it felt really um, in rhythm tonight, right? It felt in rhythm, and and then it, at the very end we got Kawhi to where we wanted to get him, and he and he, you know, he made two tough moves and got to where he wanted to go as well, and. But you're right, just a tick over one with Serge on a on a screen and roll later in the shot clock and then Danny making a heck of a heck of a move when they you know they force him force him to do that and open up the lane and he had to take it and he did it. All right, thanks. Good stuff, head coach Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors, 123-120 victory. Uh, full of praise for Luka Doncic, and with good reason. Uh, dealt with a number of different, different issues there. Praised Pascal Siakam. Uh, accurately pointed out the Raptors have played more games than all the teams around them in the calendar. They're going to get some much-needed practice time, some rare practice time this week. So overall, better rhythm. It was interesting to, to, that he put the responsibility on his shoulders to draw better plays for his group coming out of the room in the third quarter. Uh, sometimes that could be the case. Maybe he has to do a little bit more. Sometimes he also takes the criticism off the players by saying, you know what, that's on me, that's not on them. But also, too, I mean, they haven't executed to come out of half the last couple of games. So I think he does have to take that onus because maybe he needs to give them a little... I think there's a little, certain level of trust he has with his players and, and obviously them being professionals. But if they're not ex executing, he's got it. He probably feels, I need to do more to make sure that we kind of come out with that same level of intensity. They do, and he does a pretty good job of addressing these things. Because when we're noticing these trends, we're talking about like two, three game trends. It's not like, remember, the Raptors have had seasons before where like the slow start was...
was a right. thing pretty much from start to finish. Like, why is uh, Luis Scola starting? So that was like a year-long story. Whereas here, like, we went into this game, and certainly Nick Nurse and the Raptors went into this game talking about the slow starts. The slow starts had been a thing for like two or three games. The Raptors' mm-hmm. starting lineup is like their best or their mo- their 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 best performing lineup this year. So this third quarter woes thing, the Raptors have had that issue in years past too, but this is something that like maybe we're talking about for a few games here. So I think Nurse does a good job as you mentioned of like, alright, identifying what can we do here to solve this problem, but also they, I mean, they really lock in on it. Even if it means like I know yesterday in practice the topic was slow starts, slow starts, slow starts and you could see it tonight. They came out and they were much more assertive and aggressive early 38 on. points in the first quarter. Yeah, so so I think they do a pretty good job of nipping this in the bud before it becomes a, a bigger issue. Yeah, so, that's kind of ahead, a testament to Nick Nurse in terms of Nick Nurse versus Coach Casey. We saw some things that would kind of linger on or, you know, making adjustments later and slower. And Nick Nurse is being a lot more preemptive and quicker where they're not lingering issues per se. Uh, the bench was shortened on this night. We'll get into that issue. Uh, what we saw in terms of the Lowry-Leonard combination, did they mu- mesh much better tonight? And some of the ball movement in crunch time as well. What did we learn? What was different between... Uh, Friday night in Houston, the way that it ended, and what we saw in some very important possessions as the game wore on tonight in Dallas. The Raptors, uh, they pick up a game on the Milwaukee Bucks, who lost to the Thunder tonight. They pick up win number 37 of the year in Game 52. More of the Tangerine Raptors post-game show coming up right here on TSN 1050. Leonard, top of the key. Five out for Toronto. Kawhi on Wesley Matthews, drives, gets to the hoop, lay it up and in. That's a good decision right there. 118-112, Leonard with 30 points. The Raptors up six. Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton on the call, as heard right here on TSN 1050. Raptors beat the Mavs 123-120 was the final. Raptors did well executing down the stretch. Some missed free throws from the Mavericks and a lack of execution cost the home side the ball game tonight. Gareth Wheeler, Dwayne Watson, and Josh Lundberg with you. We were watching really closely on these final couple minutes in the possessions, and the ball actually moved a little bit. And when Kawhi Leonard generally got the ball, he gave it up on a couple occasions. One led to a Danny Green running jumper. Other times he gave it up, he got the ball back, but in much better positions. Like, I want to see... Uh, Kawhi Leonard, we gets the ball back, get at the high post, maybe get in the corner, get in some different spots other than the guy dribble the ball up the floor and try to do it himself. Yeah, you don't see uh, the 24 assists, which isn't crazy, but the ball definitely moved a lot tonight. You saw a lot more guys getting touches, the ball was zipping around, and you're right, getting the ball in better position. So that's that's one thing that I hope is part of the the whole thing which Coach is talking about in terms of like with strategies, but when the ball moves, it creates better opportunities for everyone. You, you don't want to see a ton of ball movement in those crucial possessions late in games. I think that's why a lot of teams uh, go with ISO in those situations because you're minimizing the risk of a turnover Mm -hmm. and all of that. But at the same time, it's like you want smart movement in those situations. Maybe not a lot of it, but smart movement. It doesn't have to be a ton of passing, but you've got to know where you where you want the ball to start the possession, where you want it to end up, and you've got to be patient and poised in those situations. And that's what I was really impressed about with the Raptors' late-game execution is they were patient, they were poised. I think in the past you've seen one of two things. Either they're rushed 
And I, I think that really hurts you in those situations. Or you're waiting too long. You're waiting too long, you're dribbling it out, you're dribbling it out, and there's like almost a sense in those moments that you don't know what you're looking for. Tonight, as I said, everything in those moments came with purpose, whether it was a pass or a cut or a screen. They knew what they wanted, they took their time to get there, and they didn't get sped up, well, which I like. But, but to my point, it, and, and it just kind of follows up what you just said right there, you saw both ball screens on and off the ball. Yeah. Like, off the ball, ball screens, yeah. freeing up Kawhi Leonard, give him that space. Same thing, screen comes high. That's all you need to do. Like, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel here, reinvent the game, Dwayne. Yeah. It's like, force the defensive player to put in a little bit of extra work. That's what it is. Create a little bit of space here and there. So many times, Wesley Matthews got caught up far too tight in on Kawhi Leonard, and he just took that massive first step and took full advantage, right? But it comes from off-ball ball screens or screens on the ball. Yeah, you want to make the defense work. I think that's the key. And I think when you settle, sell it for like a jumper, um, the defense doesn't have to exert that, that, that work because you're making it easier for them. So put right. them on their heels, get in closer and create those, those, those shots. Like, you know, Kawhi down the clutch, down the stretch, made some big shots uh, on his way to the basket, and you kind of want to see him making those shots on the way to the basket as opposed to fading away from it. But when you see him that close to the basket with the ball in his hands, you know it's as good as gold. Sure. And, and remember, it was a 113-112 game with under three minutes to go. Like This game really could have gone on, yeah. on, uh, either way. A couple big stops as Luka Doncic stopped by Kyle Lowry. Uh, and then Serge Ibaka went to the free throw line, created a little bit of uh, separation. Then with about a minute 30 to go, it was that Kawhi Leonard pass to Danny Green who made the running jump shot. Yeah. So that's what I prefer. You have players on this team that can hit shots that aren't named Kawhi Leonard, right? They can beat you in other ways. And I think all of us are comfortable with Kawhi taking a shot, but you prefer it just to be in the natural flow of the offense. I'm also comfortable with Kawhi's decision-making. Yeah, me I mean, he's been in situations, I, I think some people might roll their eyes there, because he's been in some situations late in games uh-huh. where he's taken some bad shots, but it, it's he's almost forced to take looks in those situations that you're not comfortable with because, to your point, Wheels, other guys aren't moving, other guys aren't setting screens or cutting. So that's putting him in a situation where he's almost set up to fail. Uh, I'm comfortable with him in those positions making the call to take the shot or to drive the ball or to make the play and pass, but it's on those other guys to put him in that situation, to set him up to have those options and also set themselves up to be in a situation where they are open and can take advantage of a, a, a late game uh, shot from the corner or a cut towards the basket. Yep. I trust that he'll make the play in those moments. They've just got to give him that situation. And it wasn't just on the offensive side of things. Defensively, the Raptors stepped it up late after some real struggles throughout tonight's ball game. Let's hear from the TSN panel. It's Rod Black and Leo Rounds on how the defensive effort tonight led to the Raptors' victory. All right, alongside Leo Routens, uh, where we're watching the game tonight and back and forth, we watched as the Raptors came out great. Then it was grim in the third quarter, and they will not go 0 for Texas and 0 for this road trip for a variety of reasons. Well, one of them was a big adjustment by Nick Nurse, and we've seen him this season use that zone at different times, and that zone, about five minutes to go in a game, really helped change the game and in favor of the Toronto Raptors as well. How about 17 threes made in this game? The Raptors knocked out 17 or more threes. They just don't lose. And another thing, 
uh, which they did in Houston. They just couldn't finish the deal, which would have been incredible upset, uh, considering where they were at the time. Would have been a miracle. In the clutch, in closing time. Hey, you got to know better than try to post up Kyle Lowry. That just does not work. Doncic had a big game. But still not able to score. What do the Raptors do at the other end? I thought they did a great job down the stretch of getting into the paint. Isolations, strong moves, distributing the basketball. And again, they survived a, a big-time performance from Dantich. But their, their, defense, their defense was the big factor down the stretch. 17 for 34 from three-point land. They were knocking them down, and it was a key to victory. Yeah, as I said, the Raptors, when they, they knocked down 17 threes, they're basically unbeatable throughout their history. And they just did a great job early in this game, establishing the three-point shot. But what I do like, Rod, they also made 32 free throws in this game. So when you have a combination of 17 threes, and it wasn't just one guy, it was across the board. Kyle Lowry was huge in this game. He had 19 points. And Danny Green, you know he's going to knock him down. But when you have that combination of 17 threes and 32 free throws made, it's hard to lose a game like that. You changed my mind, partner, at halftime. I, I said that Luka Doncic, in my mind, wouldn't go because he's going to the rookie game for the All-Stars. He's not just an all-star, he's a superstar. Well, it was the first teenager to have a 30-plus point triple-double. And, you know, from the beginning of this game, you could just see, you know, how skilled he is. Does a great job of passing the basketball. Sees the entire floor. He's 19. Yeah. Well, yeah, but remember, his EuroLeague background, when you're an MVP in EuroLeague basketball at the age of 18, you've been play he's been playing against grown men since the time he was 15 years old. So this guy has the experience, and he He's playing this game right now. He does not look like a rookie. He looks like a veteran on the floor. The Mavericks count on him. They give him the ball. They trust him. And here's the best part. He delivers. He delivers. He's a month away from his 20th birthday. So the Raptors now 37 and 15 move closer to the Bucks, who, by the way, are coming to Toronto. As Jack Armstrong would say, that game is going to be huge. Huge. Hold on. I, did Jack say that first or I say that first? I feel like we said that way back in the day. Everything was huge. Came from a soccer coach at Western. He whipped out his two guns and he'd be telling everyone, this game on the weekend is huge. Isn't that a Trump thing? Why are, why are you guys it, fighting over that? It, it sounds like it, you, shouldn't want, you shouldn't want to take over. I think Trump's thing that. is more like huge. Huge. If it's Western, it's probably before Trump. So yeah, right, right. Although I haven't heard him say it. But. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't trying to be the silver spoon guy that went to Western. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies, good stuff right there. And, and look, I just want to make something clear because they kind of broke down the, the final possessions of the ball game in crunch time. So did we. Look, the Raptors probably made it a ball game late by hitting some big three point shots in Houston on Friday night. It's the last possession that got everyone talking, but not the entire body of work in general. The Raptors have been able to keep it close and come up with some big stops and some big makes in multiple ball games over the last few weeks. So I know that Friday night happened. There was a lot of focus on that. There's been a lot of good finishes for the Raptors against Phoenix, against Atlanta. We can go to the list. In the last couple weeks, what's happened. So that's what I expect from the Raptors, what we saw tonight over the last couple minutes, Josh. And the three-point shooting helps a whole lot. Yes. As we talked about, they got it in the first quarter. They got it in the fourth quarter. Those, I, I mean, you want to see it a little bit more consistent throughout the game, and certainly if they had hit some threes in the third quarter, um, th this win would have been a, a lot less worrisome, I guess, at, at points, but this is an encouraging sign, especially because it's now the fifth game in a row where the Raptors have been knocking down their threes. A bizarre stat that I just noticed tonight, Raptors were 17 for 34 
from beyond the arc. They were 17 for 33 inside the paint. That's very so virtually un-raptors. the exact same percentage. That's unraptors. That's super good <laughs> analytics, right? Yeah. Maybe. In the perimeter. Because the Raptors in multiple games as of late have been hovering around 25% yeah. three-point shooting per game. So Ideally, you shoot better than 50% inside the paint, though. Like yeah. those, <laughs> Make your layups, make your yeah. threes, and then you don't have to deal with the uh, 30 right. to 15 quarters. But right. 50% from three is definitely nothing to sneeze at. That's fantastic for these guys. We will get into the Raptors shortening their bench, and you're going to hear from Kawhi Leonard after tonight's win. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball in the post-game show right here on TSN 1050. Doncic against Lowry, near side, right wing. On the drive, turns, backs him down. Spins, fall away, jumper, short, rebound, knocked away. Toronto has it. Kyle Lowry is a dynamo when you try to take him into the post. Paul Jones on the call. I was actually yelling at the screen because... Serge Ibaka had switched off to stick on Harrison Barnes. I thought that was a mismatch that Doncic would have, should have, could have taken advantage of. I underestimated Kyle Lowry in that matchup. And the savvy veteran got the best of Doncic. A TSN turning point kind of move on this night where the Raptors win 123-120. Wheeler, Watson, Lewenberg with you. I should have known. You guys You should have. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me do fill me. <laughs> fool, fool me a hundred times. Shame on me. No, it's it, every time. It's like I, I, one of my favorite things is watching the reaction of a player. First, when they see a big. First, when they see Kyle Lowry defending them. All right. Yeah, this is a good idea. Now I'm going to post this guy up. And then watching the reaction after Lowry gets the best of them. It's like, oh, well. Maybe that wasn't the best idea. Maybe I won't do yeah. that again. Uh, it's player of the game time, which is brought to you by Two for One Pizza. I'll go half as up for Lewenberg, half as up for Watson. I'll stay on the sidelines here. Josh, you're going to give your player of the game too. Oh, I thought it was for me. I thought no, I was keeping well, it. No, no, no. I do owe you twenty. Do I, do I have that option? Can I? Can I keep it if I wanted to? Uh, you're not a player of the game. Yes, <laughs> but he does owe you money. You might be the broadcaster at the game here. Am I the broadcaster well, of the game? You step up and give us your player of the game. <laughs> Who do you got? Who do you want to give it to? Ah, uh, man. Um, okay, I'll go to Dwayne. You can keep Kawhi it. Leonard. There you go. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, obviously. Um, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. But, you know, big plays down the stretch. And, I mean, we talk about who the best player in the conference is or in the league. And, you know, Giannis is that guy everyone talks about. Because Giannis physically looks incredible and he can make those plays. But I think the ease that Kawhi makes, player, make, makes plays makes it people kind of don't give him his credit because it's so easy for him when Giannis yeah. is so long and stuff. But uh, he, was engaged, he was engaged tonight too, Dwayne. He, like, he wanted it at the end. He was chirping the refs. He picked up a tee tonight. Yeah, and he, he was t- in it. He took a couple of questionable shots, but then he got back into his mode and got back into his game. So that's my half is off. You can give the full uh, full pizza to Kawhi. No, no, no. I'm going to give it to Kyle. I'm going to give it to Kyle. And, and it, His first and fourth quarters? It, it, exactly. <laughs> so it comes with a bit of a caveat. It comes with a bit of a caveat because I'm not even sure we noticed him in the game in the second or third quarters. But... The Raptors went into this game talking about how important it was to get off to a hot start. Lowry was a big part of the reason why they got off to a hot start. And then, of course, the late game execution was an issue going in after what happened in Houston. And Lowry was a big part of the reason why they closed it out. So, still not perfect, and that's why he's not getting the full from me, but I'm giving him half of the pizza based on his half a game of play. 
today. That's fair. But as he said, he's still working his way back into game shape, and he's not quite looking like the svelte Lowry that we saw at the beginning of the season. So I don't recommend that he eats the pizza. Maybe right. just keep it as like, like a, a trophy. Give it, it. Give it to Josh. Give it to Yeah, no, I'll eat it. <laughs> and, and honestly, his three-point shot, he hit five of them tonight. The, the arc and the rhythm behind it was much better. You know when he's not making it, it's a little bit flat. Yeah. It goes short. Tonight looked a lot better. The players of the game brought to you by Two for One Pizza. Order the Two for One Classic. Two medium or large pizzas, eight toppings, combined with six cans of pop, only for $25.99 for medium and $31.99 for large. Let's hear from one of the two gentlemen, Kawhi Leonard. That is now 22 consecutive games, scoring 20 points or more. He can match VC15's franchise record Thursday night against the Milwaukee Bucks. Here's what Kawhi Leonard had to say about the offense's mesh, meshing well after this win tonight. Um, I mean, we made shots tonight. Uh, and, um, you know, we were moving the ball well in the first, second quarter, the third quarter. Uh, we got stagnant. Um, defense got stagnant. And, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, we were able to come back, move the ball, make shots. I think it just helps us communicate more. Uh, we don't be too consistent in communicating when we're guarding man to man. But um, you know, the zone makes us talk and uh, makes us get in positions to be in our help spots. Do you think the other team? I mean, you, you guys seem to be relatively successful when the, when the other team sees it. It just breaks their rhythm. It changes things for them a bit too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of NBA teams. Um, you see one-on-one every night. I mean, man-to-man every night. Uh, and, and, you know, when somebody breaks out of zone, you kind of get stagnant and don't want to run your offense. But, uh, you know, a good team just, you know, let it last and just keep moving the ball and keep playing their own offense. Well, talk to us about the two possessions. At the end of the game, offensively, you had the ball in the middle of the floor. So, I mean, there, there's really no help side. And, and tell us what you saw. You scored on I uh, just saw the opening and I uh, went left and I was able to get a step on uh, Matthews and I was able to make a layup. Is it easier for you there? How much is it easier for you? Is it in the middle of the court as opposed to on the wing? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, then especially on a run and on a go, uh, the de- like you said, the defense really can't set up a, a help spot and if they do come, um, guys are ready. But um, our spacing was big on that tonight mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's that's what's key, uh, just having spacing and guys knowing where to be at when someone has the ball. Kyle mentioned you guys play with a lot of patience tonight. How intentional is that for you guys as a team? To play with patience? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to play it like that every game. Uh, we're, uh, you know, when we when we say patient, that doesn't mean slow down the ball. Uh, it's just really taking the right shots, looking at the right passes, um, just getting everybody involved. And, you know, your time will come. There he is, post-game 33 points for Kawhi, the baritone Leonard. Man, oh man, I wish I had that deep voice. Kind of like you, Sweets. Yeah, I'm a little more lively, though, fortunately. <laughs> no, fortunate for your profession, yes. Ah, indeed. Your yeah. laugh isn't as good, though. No, he's got an all-world laugh. All-world, yeah. and an all-world player as well. Raptors win tonight, 123-120. So Nick Nurse continued to shrink down the bench tonight. Is that the plan moving forward? Three days off, then the Bucks on Thursday. What to expect? We'll get into that next on Tangerine Raptors Basketball and the post-game show right here on TSN 1050. Continue to get back in shape, man. Um, 
that's all and I, I, I'll continue to say it but as long as I just keep working and keep trying to get back in shape and keep working to get back in shape my shot will come back and you know it, it's continuing to steadily come back and I just gotta stay aggressive and keep working I think that's worth stressing Kyle Lowry you know, it's not an injury issue. It's working himself back into shape. Yeah, don't eat that half a pizza that I just awarded him. No kidding. Yeah, we will take that off your plate. We'll take Delicious it. Delicious two-for-one. Wheeler. We will eat Watson it in his honor. In Lewinberg with you. Uh, Kyle Lowry, five three-point makes tonight. The Raptors win 123-120. Just some clarification on Luka Doncic and his 30-point triple-double. He's now the youngest player in NBA history with a 30-point triple-double. 19 years, 333 days. LeBron James did it at 20 years and 100 days. So good on Doncic, better on the Raptors for coming away with the win tonight. Uh, Nick Nurse shrunk his bench down a little bit more tonight. No C.J. Miles, no Birdman, Patrick McCaw, and Greg Monroe played only about three minutes. Is this going to be the continued trend for this Raptors team? I mean, JV's coming back in a couple weeks. That will obviously give you a different look, but what do you make of what Nick Nurse is doing right now? Maybe trend further in the direction of not playing Greg Monroe for three minutes. I would agree with you. Three minutes more than I think we needed to see Greg Monroe. Listen, I mean, he's a a good vet to have as a third center at the back Mm -hmm. end of your bench, but I think at this point we've seen, I've seen just about all I need to see from Greg Monroe. He is what he is. Uh, I, I think in some matchups he's probably useful. In a lot of matchups he's just uh, he slows you down, and he's a, a bit of a one-dimensional player. I know that's sort of the criticism on Jonas Valanciunas, but JV is I think more versatile. He's better at what he's good at, and he can probably do a little bit more in terms of the stuff that he's not really good at as well. Monroe in a lot of matchups tonight included is a liability. So I like the idea of going small, using Siakam some at the five. And hey, I don't know how many NBA days Chris Boucher has left, but I'd be more interested in seeing some more of Boucher, especially because he's looked pretty solid recently. And then JV isn't too far away either, probably around 10 days to two weeks, maybe, away. Uh, So I think... Nurse could shorten the rotation even more, but I like the idea of rolling with nine guys. Final first, thought, Dwayne? First instinct is obviously Greg Monroe can give rebounding, but the Raptors rebounded the Mavericks 44 to 43 tonight, so that was an issue, even though that's been a weakness for them. So um, I agree with Josh in terms of, like, I like what we got out of the guys outside Monroe tonight, and it's a situational situation, but DeLon Wright also stepped up when he didn't get the game last time. It's fair warning like it was to DeLon Wright on Friday night. Step up your play. You're going to find yourself on the bench. Right, yep. was good in the first half, second half. Not so good. Started turning over the ball, making bad decisions. And if, you, if you get the minutes, right make down. the most of those exactly. minutes. Exactly. It's a competitive team. Get on the train or you're going to find yourself sitting back in the back of the train somewhere where you don't want to be. You want to be the conductor here with this very good Raptors team. So, uh, fair warning for players to step up and start producing when given moments. Uh, Raptors next up for the 37-15 and 15 team. It's Thursday night right here in, uh, in the great city of Toronto uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Our next game, Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be out. This is my last, last Raptors broadcast for a while. Vegas, baby. Vegas next weekend. Are you going to pay Josh before you leave? Uh, I will. 
Yeah. I will. Do you take oversized checks? I was going to say, maybe you can just put it on like red for me or something. Okay, I will do that. Let it ride. Yeah, do it. I just like... don't put it on the Patriots, right. please. Yes, I will not be putting it on the Patriots. Great stuff by Dwayne Watson, Josh Bloomberg tonight at Dwayne Watson, at JLU1050. For Stefan Ulup, Natasha Shivraj, Tyler Hunt, I am Gareth Wheeler. Raptors win in Dallas, 123-120. And enjoy the rest of your night, Toronto.